Hello, everybody. Welcome or welcome back to the She Said What podcast with your host, Alyssa Harper. That's me. Today, we're going to be talking about, look, I don't really even know what I'm going to call this podcast yet. I basically want to talk about being in a season of waiting and being in a season where you feel like you haven't quite figured out what the hell you're doing and how to cope and enjoy it for what it is and to look to the future and appreciate the past and do something daily that makes you experience joy and to really enjoy your life but to still recognize that this isn't quite what you want to be doing and that that's okay and it's kind of a, a weird thing to look at because there isn't like a proper name for it I think I'm going to call it bored and privileged because obviously it's a privilege as well to be bored and to be able to look ahead to do things and go to school or have a cool job one day or release a project you're working on. But it's sometimes the waiting where we really struggle and it's where we fail to finish the thing. It's where we get stuck. It's where we get negative. It's where we get down on ourselves. And I just want to talk about that season. So I hope you guys enjoy today's episode and let's get into it. So quick little life update. This past weekend was Sam, my husband. It was his birthday. And so we kind of just spent the weekend doing stuff for him, which was amazing. It was so nice. Like stuff for him is stuff for me too. You know, like we went for a massage I got a massage. It was great. We went shopping. Like he bought more stuff, but like I still got to go shopping and I got to buy some things and went to a really nice dinner at um, Bistro. I think it's called Bistro 916. And that was really lovely. Their oysters. Oh my God. Amazing. If you guys follow me on Instagram, you know, I would, I'm, I'm obsessed with oysters. So yum. So we had that. And since then, I've just been kind of like working and doing like Instagram stuff, podcast stuff. I did a cool photo shoot recently with this guy called Dom. He's amazing. And he shot all film, like analog style. And it was really cool because I, I don't think I've ever practiced like properly done a photo shoot with film and I just loved the photos so I've been going through those today gonna post those tomorrow and yeah that's my little update and basically I was thinking about what I wanted to do the podcast on this week and normally I choose it like a few days before the podcast so I have a whole period of time to think about it but this week I didn't do that and I literally was like oh my god what am I gonna do like should I put it off? Should I not do the episode? But I knew I wanted to do it because I've been so consistent. <laughs> Amazing. Good job, Alyssa. So I decided that I was going to do something that for me was going to be something that I could just talk about. And it was perfect because I realized that I had actually been talking about this so much. I literally texted Sam the other day when I was at work and I was like, hey, I really want to talk about this when I get home. Because if I don't, if you don't ask me about it, we're not going to talk about it. But I need to like get this off my chest because... It's just something that I think needs to be talked about more. And it's basically just this topic of like having a simple life and being in seasons of waiting and like boredom and just like the flat parts of life that aren't super exciting. It's not like something you would want to take a picture of, you know, but it's also not like super horrible either. It's not necessarily painful. It's not like you're going through something negative that's filling your life. It's almost like there's just a lack of something and then everything is kind of like flat. And no, I'm not depressed. <laughs> I just don't have anything crazy going on in this exact, in those exact moments. And this isn't in my life right now specifically, I'm saying, I'm just saying in general, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. And so I hope that makes sense. If it's kind of like one of those things that's like, if you know, you know, like if you have felt like this, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I think that everyone's been through something like this at some point in their life. It's just it's more like if you are in the season right now, you'll be like, yes, 100%. I totally feel that. Whereas if you're not, you might be like, eh, not really relatable, but I still think there's value in this podcast for you because we all have seasons eventually where we're waiting for things or we just, we can see where we want to be, but we just aren't quite there yet. And it's not that we don't think it's attainable. It's just that we know it's not our current reality and that can be frustrating. <laughs> I hope this episode validates how you might be feeling or how you've felt in those times. 
I hope it helps you make more sense of you and how you respond to things. And also at the end, I'm going to be going through some tips and things that I've learned in seasons like this and how to enjoy those seasons for what they are, like genuine daily things that you can do. I saw this TikTok of these three little kids. It was like this little boy, like really little and like a diaper. He was just naked, just wearing a diaper. And then there's a little girl in a white dress. And then there's like another little girl. And the three of them were running around and it was so cute. They were in this like big open backyard. It was pouring rain and there was this puddle and they were beside this like trampoline and they were just running in circles, like running in a circle, all kind of like chasing each other. And every so often they would jump into the puddle and then they would jump out and then they'd let the next one go. And I just thought it was so sweet. It literally made me cry. And it just like something about that like innocence and that like pure joy coming from just the fact that they were jumping in a puddle and the fact that they weren't using the trampoline and they weren't using the thing that seems to be the most obvious thing that would give them joy, but they were like doing something that seems like so normal and monotonous and like just like... I don't know, to us or like to as someone who's an adult, we would never do that for the sake of joy. But to see a child so genuinely happy and just like fulfilled in a moment, just doing something so pure, I don't know, it literally made me cry. And it, it I'm probably thinking so deep into this. And if you're not like a deeper thinker, you're probably like, oh my God, this is a lot. But it's it's how I think sometimes. And it just kind of triggered me into this whole thought process of like, wow, like, I want to experience joy like that and I want to be constantly looking for things around me like that that can give me joy like that, like that pure serotonin, like that's what I'm trying to get at and that's what I would love to have. And I understand that obviously as children, your brain works differently and you're not going to be as easily impressed, but I want to take that on as much as possible. And it's really interesting when you start talking about like a simple life. And I feel like I've seen this a little bit more recently, just people talking about like actually um, like romanticizing your life, like romanticizing your average simple life and not necessarily being the richest person, but also not being the poorest person. And, you know, that's going to be true for you. Of course, if you're listening to this podcast, you are definitely in like that 1% of people that have, you know, a lot of money in the world or by a lot of money, I just mean in comparison to a lot of other people. Like if you are listening to this podcast right now, you have a lot of privilege. That's just true. That's just 100% true. I'm recording this podcast and I know that I have lots of privilege and I'm going to be touching on that a little bit later as well because this whole thing of being like, I'm bored. I don't know what to do with my life. Like I have all these options, like, and that being a big issue, that's a privilege. And I do want to talk about that, but I first kind of wanted to talk about this simple life. And you might be someone where you grew up in a family where they had a simple life. Your parents had a simple life. They both had normal jobs where they went to a college for four years or whatever, and they have jobs. Like my dad is a teacher and my mom's an accountant like normal jobs, you know, and they never traveled much. Like we would go on a, once a year, we'd go on a trip to somewhere with a beach, maybe like Florida or Maine, or maybe somewhere a little bit more tropical, like Cuba or Dominican or Colombia, like that kind of thing. We did that once a year, again, acknowledging my privilege. That's completely like, that's a huge privilege, but that was just, it was like, it was simple. Like I had a lot of friends who lived a very similar situation where yes, there's differences. You get parents who split up, you get different situations in different families. You get, you know, some who have siblings, some who don't, some who have siblings with disabilities, some who have like adopted brothers and sisters, like different storylines, obviously. But that thing of like living in like a average house with like parents with jobs that are great and stable or, you know, and it's amazing, but there's also negative things that come with that. And just that, like living in the middle, like that simple life and like how that can be like applauded and it can be like considered, you know, the American dream or whatever, but it can also be so boring and the opposite of what you want. And it's, I think it's really interesting to even acknowledge how social media affects that. Like, I think over the years, 
at least when I was in high school and like, especially when I was in like, you know, kind of like grade seven, eight, like the whole Tumblr, Lana Del Rey, like summertime sadness, like sweater weather that time, (laughs) it was very like romanticized to travel and to go and like have this crazy life where you're like on your own and you're like walking around Europe in a dress, like a loose dress. And you're like really skinny for some reason and you smoke cigarettes, but you're also somehow really healthy. Like that was the thing. And it's weird because I think that that idealistic like image has stuck in my mind with me. And although I don't want that, and I now know because I have traveled and I've moved probably one of like literally one of the furthest places I could have moved from my hometown I moved to. I moved from Canada to Sydney, Australia. It's like 15 hour plus flights and it takes like a whole day of travel and the time change is insane and it's hella expensive to go home and I know the negatives that come with going and doing something crazy that might seem crazy like that, which I talk about in my whole like moving abroad podcast. If you guys are more curious about that, I can talk a bit about it in this podcast, but I'm not going to go on too much. But the whole moving abroad podcast, I talk a lot about how, yes, traveling is amazing and going and having these amazing experiences is so cool and seeing all these different types of food and different types of people and learning about the world Yes, it's so valuable and it gives you a sense of confidence and wisdom and it is a very amazing, amazing experience, but it always comes with sacrifice. Like just because it's this fun, crazy thing that people want to do doesn't mean that I don't miss my family, doesn't mean that I am not just like paying really expensive rent and and that doesn't bother me because it does. I hate that I pay really expensive rent of every single week and it's not growing anything. It's not building anything. It's not saving towards anything. It's not slowly paying off a house that I've purchased. It's not, you know, it's, it's something, it's a lifestyle that I've chosen, but there are parts of it that I don't like. Obviously I don't have my family here. When Sam and I talk about having kids, we have to be able to recognize our kids will only grow up with one set of grandparents. It will always it will always either be here in Australia with his parents or in Niagara with my parents. And we have to choose. Like we have to choose unless one of them chose to move, but we couldn't imagine that happening. But unless one set of grandparents for whatever reason was able to move, they will only have one set of grandparents and like potentially um, like a lot less family around and all those things. Like there are negatives to even those kind of crazy things. And that's why I think it's interesting now that I've lived this kind of like simple, small town, like everyone's really comfortable with having like nine to five normal jobs. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's, it makes sense. If anything, moving away and doing the opposite of that and kind of going a little like, I don't know, off the tracks of what people normally do has shown me why that simple life is so valid. And it's not necessarily simple. You can do amazing things by living in a small town and you can still build really cool businesses and you can change people's lives. And like to some people that, you know, sitting and counseling someone every single day and creating that much change for one individual, like that's not considered quote unquote simple life. Like that's life changing. And I agree. Like I agree that you can make huge splashes by you know, by just throwing one little stone, you know, you can cause ripples, you can do a lot in this world with having a quote unquote simple life or having like a a nine to five or whatever. I totally agree. And I don't want to sit here and glorify the whole like girl boss side hustle fucking, you know what I'm talking about? Like that whole side of things where it's like glorified and like applauded to be doing something that's not a nine to five or doing something that's not a quote unquote normal job. Um, But I just think it's interesting. I think it's just a whole interesting concept. I think it's cool that I've kind of lived both and I can see that there's, it's like the grass is always greener, you know, there's positive and negatives to both things and it just comes down to you and your morals and what you want. Anyways, that's that. I want to talk a little bit about seasons of waiting. So this can happen in any type of lifestyle. You know, it can happen if you are in, you know, school, trying to work towards a degree that gets you a nine to five and it's your dream job. It can happen when you are building a business and you're emailing people and you're setting up 
all of the things that you have to do with businesses, you know, you're, I don't know, for, I'm just thinking about me and my situation, but like, say when I was starting to do all the Instagram stuff and I was like creating a media kit and emailing companies and like making my, my email, what's it called? Signature like the little box that sits at the bottom of your email that says who you are and makes you look fancy that, um, or, you know, I was doing research on like how to reach out to companies and like how much to charge for certain things and like, you know, trying to get inspiration and learning how I was going to do that on top of the, the full-time job I already had. And all of that, that you do for free at the start when you're like building a quote unquote business, like that's just my version of it, but I've seen it with other friends who do creative things as well. And especially with Sam, who's like becoming, you know, it well is a producer, but he's becoming a full-time producer slowly, but surely. And he's being able to tack off a day of work every so often so that he can put more into the producing stuff. But it's like those seasons where you're working towards something, you're not quite there, but you're, you're also, you can see that it's, it's attainable, but you're not there and how that's frustrating. And I am in a bit of a season of that right now. And for me, I, I've been in it before. After high school for six months, I worked full time so I could save money to move to Australia. And I remember I was working like, I don't know if you guys care. I, I like, I like hearing other people's stories about stuff like this. Cause it, it makes me feel like my life is normal and it's okay to just like be doing a shitty job and it's fine, you know? And it's like, it's just, that's just life sometimes. Um, like I listened to this podcast once and it was literally just this girl that I look up to and she was just listing off all the shitty jobs she's had in her life. And I loved it. I literally finished the podcast and I was like, why was that so comforting? Like, it was just nice. So anyways, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about this, but I worked for six months and I worked in a restaurant and it was actually genuinely pretty good. Like the other staff were pretty good. Like people were pretty nice and I had worked there already for like two years. So like I was already very confident there and I was a host the whole time I was there. And then towards the end, I became a server because you could make a lot on tips in North America. You cannot make as much in Australia, but in North America, you can make a hell of a lot of money just in tips serving tables. And so I became a waitress instead. And as much as I enjoyed like the actual restaurant, I did not like serving people. I didn't like being a waitress. I found it so stressful. I would come home at the end of the night and I'd be like, oh my God, I forgot to give that person their slice of lemon. Or like, oh my gosh, did I close that table correctly? Like, did I charge this correctly? Like just anxiety, (laughs) the anxiety of being a waitress not, it's not easy. Okay, guys, if you haven't worked in hospitality, don't, no, I'm just kidding. It's actually not that bad, but it's, it's hard. It is actually really hard. Um, and you never know how hard it's going to be. Like, I feel like everywhere ever is understaffed because no one wants to pay people to work for them. And it's just chaos. It's just chaos. And so I did that for six months. That whole time, it was so hard too, because I knew for those whole six months, I knew I was going to be leaving all my friends and family. I was going through a breakup, which was hell. Um, cause we had dated for like two years, over two years and, uh, you know, still loved them. And it was just like horrible. So was going through help and was also working full time. And it was just like so hard. It was so emotional, but also I was able to enjoy it in, in some ways. And there were things that I look back now and I'm like, I got like a really good tattoo at that time. And I like built a, a new friendship with a girl actually that I still kind of talk to now. And it's funny because we became really good friends in that period. Um, just, you know, even though I knew I was leaving and I went to like concerts and I went out with my friends and like, I still did stuff. Like, even though it was this quote unquote season, I keep saying that quote unquote, whatever season of waiting, there was still stuff happening. And I think it's really important when you're going through these seasons of waiting that you recognize that you're not just waiting, like you're not dead. (laughs) You're not not doing anything. And there's always things that you can pull out of every season to enjoy. And I haven't posted today a little thing, just a photo. And like, I kind of wrote a little something just saying how like, if we can get used to soaking up joy and ringing out. I kind of heard someone explain this the other day and I don't know how they said it. So I kind of like put it in my own words, but like if you picture like a cloth and it's filled with water and that's like the amount of joy that you could get out of a situation and you wring out that cloth and it's like picture when you're really trying to wring out a cloth and you like, you're doing the middle and you're squeezing towards the ends and you're like getting the last few drips off. If we could 
like squeeze as much joy as we can out of individual moments in our life to the point that we have that joy just dripping onto us and we can take that into the boredom and we can take that into the in-between moments, we would all be a hell of a lot happier because as much as our lives might not be filled with these crazy moments that are glorified by social media, like being on a stage or like releasing, you know, a book, something that someone probably cried over and worked on for potentially years. When people, you know, when you see these little highlights that people have and you think that's a good life, that's what I want. That's quality, you know, life. But then you look at your life and you think it's boring. It's filled with me getting takeout too much and greasy hair and, like a laundry, a pile of laundry that never gets done and messy relationships. And you're like, what, what am I doing wrong? Like being able to recognize that that's the human experience, like that's life. And if we can soak that much joy out of individual moments and we can let it sink into and like soak onto the, our life as a whole, we can actually be happy. From there, I moved to Australia and I had a whole crazy experience, which again, go listen to the moving abroad episode. If you're interested in that, listen to it after, like, because that's a whole story. And there's so much in there that I did learn and being here is amazing. And I love it. And I don't want to leave Australia. I don't want to leave Sydney, but there are definitely negatives to it as well. And one of it is that one of the negatives is that you need a visa to be here. And I know a lot of people that moved here for school and then didn't like their program or were just like, you know, ready to go home or they finished their program or whatever. And then it's like, okay, I've built this life here. I have all these friends here. I even might have a job here that I like, but I can't stay here because I don't have a visa. And that becomes really hard. And so for us, I, I lucked out. Let me tell you, this is something that like, I'm like, again, it's privilege, but it's also just like, I don't know. I don't know who to be grateful to. I'm just grateful that I met Sam because we fell in love and very early on we knew we wanted to get married. There was definitely Christian influence in that and I talk about we talk about that in our our relationship podcast that we did together, which by the way, side note, we're going to be doing an episode together about sex. And I'm going to do something on my stories where I'm going to give you guys an opportunity to like ask questions about it, but if you don't end up seeing that and right now like there's something you want to ask, please feel free to DM me because I'll pop it into my notes and then we'll answer it when we do that podcast together because um, I've had a few requests for that and we're really excited. We've had really good chats about that. So we're excited. Anyways, but yes, we talk about our relationship and why we got married young and all that kind of stuff in that specific podcast. You can listen to that there. But coming out of that, what we did get out of it, which was practically um, very like, you know, worked out very well for us was that I could apply for a partner visa and you don't have to be married to apply for a partner visa, but it just makes things easier. You don't have to like prove it as hard. Like you don't have to send in like as much information trying to aggressively prove that you guys are together. Cause they're like, well, y'all got married. So if you got married, I'm sure you're legit, you know? So that's how I was able to get a visa to stay here. But with a partner visa, it can take up to like two years for it to finally actually be finalized to the point where like, yes, you're an Australian and they really treat you like an actual Australian. So right now, until I can get this visa, which probably won't be for about another year, year and a half potentially, I don't have healthcare unless I go and just pay for some random private healthcare, which I probably should do now that I think about it, but I literally don't have healthcare, um, that. And then I also am not considered a domestic student. So I'm still technically an international student if I apply to school, so I can't go to school yet, which is something I want to do. Um, We'll see what I go to school for. That's still up in the air, but I want to do that. I really want to do some sort of continued education for sure. And I'm in a season of waiting. Like there's not much I can do. I'm obviously going to work because we need money to live. And I'm obviously going to find things to do other than that. But like, that's kind of what this is about. It's about like, this podcast, I mean, is about that thing, that season where you're just like, I'm just working and I'm just doing this job. And I know it's not what I want to do long-term. And by the way, if any of you are listening and you work with me, you guys already know this anyways, but it's again, it's no disrespect to 
people who do want to do maybe the job I'm doing long-term. Like when people are really say into hospitality and they really, really enjoy it. And it's like, you know, they want to study hospitality and like potentially start a business, start a restaurant, whatever. Like, I love that. You know, I think that's so cool. It's just not at all what I want to do. And so when I moved to Australia, I told myself I wasn't going to get a job for the first six months because I had saved for that purpose so that I could really like have relationships with people and grow relationships, grow, hello, relationships with people and focus on what I was doing in Australia, which was the program I was in at the time. And so I really wanted to focus on that. But then about six months into being here, I got a job at a restaurant and I've been there ever since. And at that job, I've moved up. And and when I say moved up, I don't mean like like, you know, through the ranks, but I just mean I've changed jobs. So like I started as like a food runner. Like I think people think that just because I post stuff on social media that I'm like at the beach and like, you know, having an acai bowl and going on a run, like that's all I do. Like, no, I basically, I work full time, like in a restaurant, you know, and I do share about it sometimes on my stories. Cause I don't want to give the wrong image and I and give like a fake image. Cause I'm never trying to do that. But Everyone just has shit they kind of don't want to do, but they have to do. Literally at all stages of life, whether you're young and you're just doing like a job to make money through college or you're a parent and you don't want to do certain things for your kids on a regular basis, but you have to. And that's the reality of it. Like there is real things in life that like life is life, you know, you have to do things. And there's a lot of the time there is reward, but sometimes there's not like Imagine right now, at least with the job that say I'm doing, for example, which I do love, by the way, and I wanted to say this as well at some point, like I've literally said to my manager, I love the space that I have at work right now. And I love that I get to do this job, but I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. And it's funny because we've had very candid conversations where I've been very honest and I've been like, you know, love it. But as soon as I can leave and I can go do what I actually want to do with my life, I'm going to leave. And he knows it. And even just, I mean, even that, for example, having a manager who validates the fact that I don't live my life to, I don't know, be a, which a host, which is what I do now to be a host, um, to have someone even validate that and be like, yeah, when you can leave, I want you to leave, like is so supportive. And a lot of people don't get that, but obviously there are negatives. There are people in the role that I'm not super stoked to be around all the time. And there are certain things about the job that I don't love. Cause again, I'm being paid to be there. It's not made. It's not something that's created for my enjoyment. So as much as it's incredible for what it is, it's not something I want to do the rest of my life. And it's not something, I don't know, that I am like actively wanting to do or I would do if I wasn't getting money for it, obviously. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like there are seasons in my life where I haven't had to have a job because I've had support from my parents and grandparents and whoever in my life that I haven't had to have a job. But for a lot of us, we have to, and we have to do school full time and then work part time or even also work full time or, you know, just do things to kind of get by and make money. And if you want to grow things above and beyond that working full time, that's up to you. And when people talk about having like a side hustle and like, you know, doing something on the side and building a business and like, it's kind of like glamorized or glorified or whatever, like on social media and people are like, this is my side hustle, whatever. And they make it seem like it's this cool thing, like, haha, make money from your phone, like all that shit, like that I definitely used to buy into 100%. Like it's not real. Like it, you know, yes, there are ways to make money from your phone, but it's everything takes hard work. Like you're not going to be handed money from anywhere. Um, and you're not going to be handed relationships. You're not going to be handed joy or opportunity or anything from anywhere. Um, unless you actually make effort (laughs) and you go and you go to the interview. And even if you believe in a spiritual source of any sort, and you believe that they are placing things in your lap and that things are made for you and, still then you have to have a brain and use it and you still have to go and make the effort. And yes, if you're a Christian, by the end of the day, you can say, God, I'm so thankful that I have this job, but you did go to like the interview (laughs) and you did bring a resume and you do show up to that job regularly. And that's, you know, a big part of the reason why you have the job. And I think any healthy, like good (laughs) mindseted Christian would agree with that, that you cannot fully be like, yes, you know, 
everything is just happening for me for a reason. Like sometimes life is just like mundane and that's okay. And I hope that's not coming off as a negative. I want it to be comforting for you because I think I need to hear that sometimes. Because sometimes I look at my life and I go, like, what am I doing? Like, it's just, I'm just doing the same shit every day. And like, I eat the same foods and I'm in the same rooms and I, I do the same stuff. And I go to work and I make money just so I can then spend money on the same stuff. Like, it feels dumb. Like, it sounds dumb to talk about, but it's true. I've really felt that. And I just wanted to create a space to be able to say like, hey, life can be boring and that's fine. And saying that, I want to talk about how it is privilege as well. And I want to have a little check your privilege moment because being bored is privilege. Being able to be bored, that's privilege. Like the fact that you don't have to be doing certain things, that's privilege. And yes, there are people that are more privileged than you. Like I said earlier, yes, there are people who don't even have to have a job. So in your mind, you're thinking, yeah, well, you know what? I have to have this shitty job, but none of my friends do. They all have rich parents and they can do whatever they want. Like, okay, sure. That's fair. You know, you do get that, but that doesn't mean that there's still not people who don't have as much as you. There's always going to be people who have more. There's always going to be people who are smarter and better and prettier and funnier and whatever. And there's always going to be people who don't have those things as much, who aren't as confident as you, who aren't as experienced as you, who aren't as privileged as you. It's always going to be that way. And I think being able to recognize where you are and to try to have some perspective is really important. And for some people, this can come off a little bit like, oh, I don't want to compare myself to people. I think comparison is a bad thing. And I agree. I don't think comparison is something that you should lean into if it's, if you're putting other people down to make yourself feel better. Um, but I think having perspective is really important. So as much as yes, there are people who are way more privileged than you, you can also to feel better in these moments, realize like you have it good. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you have the free time to be listening to this podcast. You have it good. And that's not to be like, Oh, you know, ignore your problems. Your problems aren't real. It's not to invalidate your problems, but it's to help you find perspective. I know that for myself, I'm a very empathetic person and some people struggle with empathy, but it's something that I really have as like a core, core value of mine. And I really feel it for others. And I will see people in situations like I'll cry at commercials. You know, I'm one of those and I love it. I love that I'm somewhat emotional. I don't think being an emotion, like an emotional person is a negative trait. I think it brings out so many beautiful qualities in me and I love having empathy. And I think if I can look at my situation and go, you know what? I'm at home today. I'm bored. I'm annoyed that it's raining on my day off. I don't really have enough food because I didn't grocery shop, which is technically my fault. But, ugh, it, you know, if I had, I could say to myself in this moment, you know, if I had the time and I didn't have to work all the time, then I would have groceries. And I can do that if I want to. Like, that's how I can look at my life. Or I can go, I'm at home and I do have food or I have the money that I could just order Uber Eats if I really wanted to. If it was desperate and I needed to, I could do that. I have access to all of these like things around me for pure, purely just for entertainment. I have um, empty canvases in my living room that need to be painted. I have two laptops set in front of me right now with speakers and a microphone and a keyboard and oh, I was privileged by being able to learn piano growing up so I could play piano if I really wanted to get back into that. Um, you know, I have a roof over my head uh, and I could just start checking my privilege. And even just doing that makes me go, oh shit, I actually have a lot. And again, that's not to be like, you know, you're invalidated. It's, you know, you can't be annoyed. Like I can be annoyed, but also why would I want to as like as looking at this from a healthy mindset, why would I want to look at my situation and choose to stay annoyed? Like I why would I do that? It's on a day off when I'm here and I'm enjoy like I'm like I'm gonna record a podcast and I'm really grateful for all the people that even listen to it and give a shit about it. Like, why would I look at my situation and sit here and say, 
poor you sort it out. Like, no, you know, why would I do that? And I think that's a huge thing is checking your privilege, finding perspective because you've checked it and leaning into the parts of it that make you realize how much you have so that you can enjoy your life and you can have more joy. (laughs) You can actually squeeze more joy out of your situation by choosing to move on and to choose joy. And I know that can be very like, what's the word when people say like, like fake happy, or it's like, um, toxic positivity. That's what it's called. Like, I know that can sound like that sometimes because sometimes when people say, you know, choose joy, just be happy. And you feel like shit. You're like, okay, shut up. Like that doesn't, that's not helping anyone. It's definitely not helping me. And I understand that. But at the same time, if you can get yourself to choose it, then choose it because it's always worth it. But like I said, it's okay to feel down. And as much as you can compare, it might not help you. Like for some people, comparison and trying to gauge where you're at just doesn't help you in the moment. And that's okay. And I think if that doesn't help you comparing yourself to other people, the next thing that I would do if I was in your situation is to compare yourself to your past self. So instead of, if you feel for whatever reason you feel guilt or there's something that's blocking you from comparing yourself to other people, that's fine. Compare yourself to, yes, past versions of yourself. So if you can think right now, you know what? Yes, I'm bored, I'm annoyed, whatever. I don't know what I'm doing with my life or even financially I'm not doing well or there is actually a negative thing that's happening. When have I actually been worse off? Like when have I been in a situation where things have been more shit And then for me, I can think back to when before I came to Australia and I just felt like friendships were dwindling down because I was leaving. And like I said, I was like healing from this whole breakup thing and it was just a mess. And like emotionally, I was a mess and I was like drinking a lot and I was like addicted to nicotine, which, you know, I talk about in my whole getting over like quitting vaping podcast because that genuinely affected my life. Like it it gave me headaches and made me nauseous and like tired and just on a regular basis. Like I felt like shit, you know, and I can look at that now and be like, well, at least I don't feel like that, you know, and that helps me. So if that helps you, I would say that's the next step to that. And then if that doesn't help you, then that's fine. What you can do in this situation is use these seasons to appreciate the life that you've lived so far. And instead of being like, you know, things used to be more shit, start to think about all the things that have been good. And again, this is, this is why I'm giving you kind of a few different things here because you need to think of what's going to work for you. All of our brains work differently and we all have different reasons as to why certain like, like loops in our brain don't really work. I don't know what the word, the term for that would be, but like why certain things are just blocked and aren't working for us. But that's why I want to give you different options. So what I would say is just try to think of things that have happened that are really positive. So I can sit here and I can go, yes, I'm waiting for my visa and I can't study. And I feel like I'm kind of just wasting time working at a place where I'm not built. I'm building someone else's dream. I'm not building my dream. And I'm literally working just to make money. And I'm not, I don't feel like I'm growing or necessarily building anything. Yes, I could lean into that. Or I could say, you know what? This is a season of waiting for me. This is a season to just kind of hang out and appreciate what has happened. And since everything, like I could go on and on and on because I, I do gratitude almost every single day where I write down five things that I'm grateful for. And that keeps me in check, honestly. It, it helps me have this mindset more consistently than I definitely used to have it um, before I did the gratitude stuff. But saying, yes, you know what? I moved to Australia and I met an amazing man and I love him. And like financially, we are in a good place right now in comparison to when we haven't been. And like, it's been like that for a little bit now. And I have been able to purchase some things that I've always wanted to purchase. Like, I don't know, like stuff for my home. And I've gotten into things that I didn't think I would do. Like I've started a podcast and I'm really grateful for that. And honestly, even if no one listened, I would still do it because I love it. And it's therapeutic for me. And, and at this point, like truthfully, I really do it for other people because I get messages like, Hey, I stopped vaping because of you, or 
I, I'm going to go buy a sex toy. And like, that was really healing for me to listen to your podcast on masturbation. And to me, that's what it's about now. hundred percent. And I, it's cause it's things that I want people to say to me. It's things that I've needed. It's even things that I need. <laughs> and I think it's important. And so that's why I do it. And so I can sit here and I can focus on the positive things and maybe that will help me. The last kind of version of this thing that I would want you to do if none of this is working for you is to picture what you want in the future. And I don't think you should live in the future. And I I struggle with this. And this is why I try not to do this one too much because I almost do this one automatically and it can get um, unhealthy pretty quickly. But what you want to do is be able to say, okay, I knew that I was going to be waiting. And this actually, you know what, to be fair, this did actually help me the other day. I was thinking about this. And like I said this to you guys, this is a very relevant topic for me right now. I feel like I'm speaking to myself, but I hope it, I hope it speaks to you too. I don't know. I hope it's comforting for you. But I, I knew this was going to be a season where I was going to be waiting for my visa. I knew that. That's why I applied for it early, as early as I could do it, because I knew I wanted to study. But I knew it could be up to two years. So I knew this was going to be a season of this, and I know my visa is coming. Like, I know that's coming. And I know that once I have my visa, I can study. I know study is coming. And Sam and I want to have a family. And I can sit here and I can go, yeah, but what if this gets in the way? What, what if this gets in the way? And even like my kind of anxious, whatever brain can go, can literally start being, what's the word? Like catastrophizing the situation and to even be like, what if we can't have kids? What if Sam suddenly decides he doesn't want to have kids? And I can start going down that path or I can say, as of right now, we both want kids. And that's something that I'm excited for. Like that's coming. And I can start to appreciate the life that I am going to live as long as things go as planned. And that's why I'm saying this can get, this can become an unhealthy thing if you're not careful. But some people, they need to look to the future and they need like a, okay, I'm almost done my program. Especially like this would be a good example actually as to why this would be a good time to use it is if you're working on a degree and you're doing a subject right now that you don't like, and you're like, I'm not going to use it. Like, I don't want to be doing this as a part of my degree, but you just have to get through it. I know a lot of people who have felt like that with different degrees, like being able to say, you know what, but I'm done on the 8th of November, or you know what, I am done on December 12th. And then I don't have to think about this stupid course ever again. That's okay. Like use that when you can use it. Okay. That's kind of like the mental spaces that I want you to look at when you're struggling with this. And this is kind of the last season, the last season, what? The last part of this episode that I wanted to talk on is just basic things you can do on a regular basis to help you enjoy the season that you're in, regardless of what that season looks like. Um, and one of the things, first of all, is appreciating the things you do enjoy. And another way to do this is gratitude journaling, like I touched on earlier. So I sit down, especially when I don't feel well. Um, but I try to do it every day and I used to be a little bit better, but since we moved, things have been a little bit crazy. And since we got a lockdown, things have been a little bit crazy, but saying that I try to do as much as I can. And every time I do it, I feel so good. I gratitude journal. So I write down five things that I'm thankful for. Five things in my life that I'm currently actually genuinely really happy about how they're going or just five things that I'm happy about. It could be simple. Like it could literally be like it's sunny today. (laughs) And sometimes it's like I got a raise or sometimes it's, I don't know, like sometimes it's I, we moved house. Like sometimes it's big stuff and sometimes it's like the tiniest little thing, but it always makes me feel better. So that would be one I would say. And then as well, planning to do things when you have spare time. So having projects was another one that I wrote down because that really helped me. For example, you might be in a season of waiting or you can think of when you were, cause we all were at some point when we were in lockdown, when we were in lockdown, we were all forced into it. Like we couldn't, you know, this isn't like, I'm not going to get political. I, I understand why we needed lockdown. Um, thank you. I appreciate the lockdowns that we had because they definitely saved lives. So thank you at the government. But Having projects during lockdown helped a lot of people. So if you're in a season where you're like, I'm working full time, I'm, I'm annoyed, blah, 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 blah. Like think of something that you can do. I did that at the start of lockdown. I literally, I started 
the podcast in lockdown. And I'm not trying to compete about who had a more productive lockdown because I think that's bull. I think that some days in lockdown, I was super productive. And some days I literally was like crying, like, Sam, I'm depressed. I don't know what to do with myself. Like, blah, 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 blah. Because that's what lockdown's like. It's hard on people mentally. It's not easy. Um, we all know that. And I think as much as you can recognize, yes, this season isn't easy for me. There are things, you know, if there are things you can do, why wouldn't you do it? So having projects, think of your life right now. Think of what's realistic. Can you start something that can help other people? Like, can you volunteer or can you commit to like, I don't know, hanging out with your younger siblings or whatever, like once a week for like a few hours or something like that, where it's like you're helping other people and how you'll start to realize how fulfilling that actually is when you start to do it and how helping people can actually really bring joy. I don't know. That's just something that I found as well. So that's another one. Another thing I wrote down was getting around to doing things that you've always wanted to do or things that you've been like needing to do. Like if you've been wanting to like, I don't know, redesign your room, for example, and that doesn't have to be an expensive thing. It could be like very DIY, but if you wanted to do that, or if you've wanted to get into painting or writing, or I'm even trying to think of things that are free, like, or even like cooking. Like if you could convince whoever you live with, whether that's like your parents or you're a flatmate or whatever, if you pitch in for groceries, or if you pay for groceries, I'll do all the cooking. Like you could create a financial like change for yourself. That's positive. And you could help someone, which is fulfilling. And you could learn a new skill, which is also useful and gives you a sense of purpose. Like that's a, you know, that's a good idea on something to do that is going to help you getting around to doing something that you want to do. Another thing is creating a routine for yourself. So Having a routine for a lot of people can help you really feel like you are doing what you're meant to be doing. And I'm not trying to be like, here's how to trick your brain into thinking that you're happy because, <laughs> honey, that's like that's not where we're trying to go, you know. But I'm saying that having a routine has been sh- like has shown and proven to be very healthy for people's mental health. And it's not just like having a routine as in like getting up and walking to the kitchen and like writing down an affirmation. And like, I'm not talking about that shit. I'm just talking about like trying to go to sleep at the same time every night because it's good for your circadian rhythms and your brain likes it. And getting consistent with like drinking water and like eating at similar times because your body likes it. Like that's proven. It's scientific. It's not me being like, make sure you take a bubble bath six times a week. Like, no, I'm talking about like just taking care of yourself, like in creating a routine for yourself and doing something like journaling once a day. And maybe you're not a journaler and that's fine, but like maybe that's reading something that is quiet where you're not looking at a screen and you can enjoy yourself, but it isn't overly stimulating. Or you can meditate. Oh my God, if you can get yourself to meditate, you're a hero, okay? Something like that, so refreshing, so good for your brain and can really help your overall sense of joy and fulfillment and um, peace and purpose, okay? Then the last one is just remembering why you're in that season. And again, I touched on this earlier, but I just wanna reiterate why I think this is so important. I've talked about this before, but basically knowing your why. And I talked about this in my motivation podcast, which again, if you're finishing this podcast and you're like, maybe I'm just not motivated. Like maybe there are things I want to do. I'm literally just like, I can't get myself to do them. Now you got to go listen to the motivation podcast because that's where I'm going to talk more about motivation and being in a season where you know you want to do certain things, but you kind of can't get yourself to do it, or like you've had like drink water on your to-do list for like three years, like those kind of situations, that's when you need to find some more motivation. And motivation looks like so many different things for so many different people. And again, that's all in another podcast. But I want you to make sure that you are thinking about your why. That is so important because if you know your why, like I want to do this degree because if I finish this degree, then I can go get a job in this thing. And if I can get um, educated in this thing and have a job in this thing, I can write a book about this thing and then I can help people in this area and I can make the connections I want to make and I can potentially travel or I can, you know, do whatever in this job that is made you gone and get your degree in the first place. And you can really go back to your why. Cause it's so easy in these seasons, especially when you're getting towards the end of something where you're just like trucking along and you don't feel like you're doing anything when you are like you're accomplishing something, you're getting somewhere. You're literally getting somewhere by completing that thing that you've been working towards. 
So knowing your why, focusing on the positive, understanding that it's okay to feel down when you need to feel down, but checking your privilege and using the things that I I said earlier in the podcast to help you focus on the joy and squeezing every bit of joy that you can out of every moment and trying to have that become like your mantra and something that sits at the front of your mind and recognizing what season you're in. And if you're in a season of waiting, knowing that is valuable in way more in comparison to just like denying it. Because if you can focus on it and be like, yes, I actually am waiting for something. And then knowing that you actively need to make it something is so helpful because you can actually go and take steps towards it. And you're not denying yourself. You're not denying your current experience. You're actually pouring into yourself even when it's not easy, which takes courage. And recognizing that it's okay to have a simple life sometimes and genuinely checking in and asking yourself, like, do I have an idealistic idea of what I want for myself? And is it actually what I want? Like, is walking around Europe in a white dress with no family and no friends and having like an eat, pray, love year, actually what I want, maybe it is, or am I actually really happy to be surrounded by people that I love and that love me and to be able to get up in the morning and brush my teeth and do mundane shit because that's life. So that's today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I feel like we've had a heart to heart. I feel like Notice how like my voice is kind of soft and I'm just, that's how I'm feeling today. I'm feeling like it's a heart to heart kind of day. And I hope, I hope that this has spoken to someone. And if you feel like you are in a season where you're just like, what the hell am I doing? Like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm just like, oh, like I feel like I'm stuck or I'm waiting or whatever. A lot of us are. And a lot, especially being younger, a lot of us are. And a lot of us have been in the last few years and especially with everything, with lockdown and just the world flipping on its head, it's okay. And you're not alone. And I appreciate you for being here today. Thank you so much. If you like today's podcast, let me know or follow me on Spotify or message me on Instagram or follow me on Instagram, whatever. I don't know. If you want to connect, let's connect. Um, My Instagram is Alyssa Taylor Harper, and I'll put it in the description for today's episode. And listen to the other podcasts that I mentioned as well, if you're curious to listen to them, because I think that they can help you as well in those specific areas. And yeah, that's everything. Again, please message me if you guys have any questions for the next podcast that's going to be Sam and I talking about sex. And that's everything. I hope you guys have a lovely day and I'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye.